What exactly is a place brand? When done right, it's not just a logo, it's not about marketing or tourism, but rather a clear definition of values that can be used as a filter for policy, strategy, and decision making. This focus helps communities both manage growth and attract businesses, residents, and visitors that share those values. In this episode of Eyes on the Street, we speak to Claire Dewhurst of City Nation Place to discuss how place branding has evolved, challenges and opportunities place brands face coming out of COVID, and the upcoming City Nation Place Americas Conference. You're listening to Eyes on the Street, a civic brand podcast, conversations on community branding, engagement, and marketing. So welcome back to another episode of Eyes on the Street. Uh, I'm super excited to have Claire Dewhurst of City Nation Place joining us. Claire, how are you doing? I'm really well, thanks. Nice to see you, Ryan. So I think you're actually our first uh, international guest uh, on the podcast. You're oh, in, wow. You're okay. in London, right? I am, I mean, we're about an hour outside of London. Okay. Fair. And in fact, I was just joking with somebody um, who does videography for us at conferences and I tried to call him yesterday and he didn't answer the phone because he was actually doing a live filming session in London. And I was, oh, London's still there because I haven't been there for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, close to London. Yeah, great. And so, you know, we've been we've been kind of aware of and, and involved with City Nation Place for a few years. We've been to the, uh, the global conference that you guys do in London. We've been there twice. We went to the Americas conference a couple years ago in Los Angeles. Um, of course, last year was virtual. Um, but I think you guys did a, a great job of kind of pulling it off virtually um, and you're kind of gearing up for the next one. But I'd love to kind of just hear you talk about, you know, what is City Nation Place and and, and kind of how did you get involved with that? And Yeah, happy to. So, I mean, I guess our kind of mission statement, if you like, is is to provide a forum for cities and nations and places to collaborate um, and to share best practice around place branding and place marketing, um, because we believe that you know, effective place branding and place marketing can generate more sustainable tourism, more sustainable economic development, build cohesive communities. And if I'm feeling very lofty, also encourage global cooperation. Um, I think one of the nicest things that you've been to the global conference is you know, in all the conferences we organise at City Nation Place, there is more open sharing of information and a real sense that nobody's competition, which I think is great. I mean, in terms of how I got into it, I my background is in conferences. So I have always organised conferences. And um, at one point I was working for a, a, a business organising media events and we were commissioned by BBC Worldwide to run a series of nation branding masterclasses with Simon Anholt. Have you heard of Simon Anholt? I have, yeah. You have, yeah. So, um, so Simon was kind of one of the first people to talk about nation branding and place branding. So I traveled the world with him. We went to Ghana, we went to Dubai, we went to Singapore, um, we went to somewhere else. Life of me, I can't remember where the other place was now. Oh, Delhi, we went to Delhi. Um, and I heard him do the same thing <laughs> each time, but I just found it really fascinating. And then I spent some time as well as the international events director for the International Herald Tribune, which is now the International New York Times, and um, became very aware of, of how places, countries in particular, spent budget on advertising, not just for tourism, but for investment promotion as well. So I, I kind of thought there was a conference that could come together. 
Yeah. Um, so that's the background. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's definitely interesting. I think going to the the global conference to me is fascinating because you see how different things are in different countries and communities, but then you also see the overlap of where things are the same. And I'm curious, just kind of your perspective, having that more global perspective, I guess, what are the either things that you see that are different in the US or the UK or worldwide? And kind of what are the things that, you know, obviously we're all in a global pandemic, we're all kind of dealing with similar challenges. So what are the things that are kind of the same and what are the things that are very different? I mean, that's where you're right. Obviously the pandemic's brought everybody to a very similar place. Um, I think in terms of place brand strategy and place branding, which I view as a very different thing to place marketing, um, I think different places in the world are in very different, you know, at very different levels of understanding of the potential and what's possible. So um, uh, obviously there are exceptions in every geography. Um, so I wouldn't want to do a really sweeping broad brush statement around that, but um, you know, generally we see that Scandinavian countries really understand the power of a place brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that come up with some really great authentic and, and you know, more, more impactful uh, destination marketing strategies than perhaps, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just Americans listening to this, right? perhaps um, some destinations in Asia, for example, where I think you see more sameness between the place marketing campaigns and they, you know, they all have a logo, they all have a slogan, um, they all have a beach. Um, so, yeah, there are different levels of understanding of what we mean by place brand and what we mean by place branding strategy. Um, but I, And the, the big difference, I guess, um, between the Americas Conference and the Global Conference is, you know, at the Global Conference, we've, we talk about it at a city level um, and at a regional level, but we're also talking about it at a country level. Um, so we incorporate a lot more conversation around values and public diplomacy and cultural diplomacy, which is just as relevant to cities, actually. Um, whereas at the Americas Conference, it's it's kind of a lot more nitty gritty, you know, downtown neighborhood uh, focused. Um, and I'd say that there, you know, I, I, I think that there's a really sophisticated understanding in many cities and many states across the US and Canada of the power of collaboration between economic development and tourism development. Yeah. Have you seen that evolve over the years, like the US and the Americas kind of coming further along in that? Um, Because I definitely agree that the Scandinavian, and I would even say like all of Europe and the UK was definitely ahead and kind of leading that. And and just some of my personal background, I mean, one of the reasons I got into this, you know, in my early 20s, I was a musician and I was on tour in the UK driving around in a, in a van from town to town. And one of the things that struck me was just the wayfinding and the simplicity of how those countries and cities use design to communicate where you are in place. I was impressed by how, you know, progressive and simple and, and well they communicated. And I saw that we didn't do that. And so I do think that those countries and part of the world are definitely ahead in that aspect. But I also feel like the U.S. In particular has I think made a lot of great strides of getting closer to understanding that what we mean by a brand, it's not just a logo and really embracing that. So I'm curious, have you seen kind of an evolution as well? Yeah, I have. I mean, not just in the States, but I think everywhere. It's a little difficult for me to, because I guess the more, um, I'm not going to use the word woke, but um, you know, places that get it tend to be the places that come to our conference. Um, 
So, uh, so we've so we've always had you know quite a high level of of, of understanding from the destinations that come. Um, but yes, no, I, I think I think there's been progress everywhere on that. Um, I think you know if you look at the past year to eighteen months, the biggest thing that I'm now hearing, uh, you know, all of our US and, and Canadian speakers talking about is um, citizen engagement. And um, I think there was an awareness of that before, but I think that having to pivot, having to talk to your local audiences more has really changed the way that um, destination marketing organizations and economic development teams are thinking about their own citizens and their need to talk to their own citizens. So I, I think that's probably been the biggest change. Yeah, no, and I think that's great. That's a big part of our process. And so we really try to push that and champion that as well. Um, so I guess tell me a little bit about this upcoming event. You know, when is it and how, how could people find out about it? And then I'd love to kind of dive into what are some of the themes and things that people could expect to hear or learn at this? Yeah, well, so we're, we're virtual again. We, we thought long and hard about it. Um, but obviously at the time we had to launch, America was still pretty shut down. It's been amazing, the progress that's been made, <coughs> sorry, with uh, vaccinations. Um, and it just felt like it was going to be very clear that there wasn't going to be an open border between the US and Canada. So we have stuck with the virtual event. Um, we are on the 16th and 17th of June. We're scheduling it as two half days because we're very conscious of spending a full day on Zoom. Well, a lot of us spend a full day on Zoom, but <laughs> spending a full day on a conference on Zoom is, is a bit challenging. So it's two half days, afternoon Eastern Standard Time, morning Pacific Coast Time. Um, and obviously all the information about the conference is at citynationplace.com forward slash Americas. Yeah. Yeah. And so are there, are there some themes emerging as you kind of look at your agenda? Like what are... Yeah, we do. We, we definitely have an overarching theme. So our, our overarching theme is, is rethinking place attractiveness um, and rethinking your place brand strategy. And so what we're asking our speakers to do is to dig into what will be the longer term impacts from this pandemic. And I think we're already seeing some question marks around that, um, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, for example, around remote working. Um, so we have a session looking specifically at the opportunities for smaller destinations out you know the the two, tier two tier three cities or the more rural destinations to attract talent given this shift to remote working and this understanding that actually you can work wherever you are um, and at the same time we have a session looking at reimagining downtowns and city centers because of the exodus of workers and there's been a lot of um kind of apocalyptic forecasting um about city centers and and I think, I don't know, I, certainly in the UK, that conversation is already starting to shift to a more measured assessment of where we're going to be um, as, as the vaccine starts to have an impact and people are thinking, people have really enjoyed working at home. They've enjoyed the freedom it's given them and the time it's given quality of life with their children, et cetera. But actually they are missing their colleagues. They are missing that opportunity to collaborate. And there's going to be a much more kind of Half and half approach is, is the conversation in the UK, and I suspect will be the same across the states. And as cities rebuild and rebuild their attractiveness, um, how are those more rural destinations going to keep up their attractiveness for remote workers? Everybody's going to need a bit of both. So I think both of those sessions, you know, will be quite contrasting and quite interesting. So yeah, yeah. the longer term impacts yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, I definitely do agree that, you know, I don't think it's 
you're not going to have New York City is just all of a sudden empty and everybody's left. You know, I think that's an exaggeration, but I do, you know, a lot of the clients we work with are, you know, kind of the smaller tier two, tier three cities. And I do think it does open an opportunity for them. And I think the good thing is, whereas before, you know, they were probably more focused on how do we get jobs here so that we can attract people. Now they can focus on, well, how do we just make quality of life better? And then those that just choose to live here can live here because more people are going to have that freedom to choose. It's not like they're going to all mass exodus the city, but there are more that will have an option. Um, and you don't have to lead with the job. Cause I think, I think that type of economic development where it was only focused on the job was such a detriment to some of those communities um, that now they can focus on downtown and walkability and lifestyle. And um, so I think that's great. And I'm excited to hear some of the speakers. Um, are there so some? That's, so as I say, that's exactly it. that. You know, that is what having a brand strategy is about. In my view, is is assessing what your assets are, your physical assets, assessing what your values are, assessing what it is that makes you attractive, asking your own citizens first um, and your local businesses first, so you have a real understanding of how you're perceived locally, and then looking at how you're perceived by potential visitors, citizens, or investors. There might be a gap in perceptions, um, or it might be that you want to uplift the way you tell your story in certain areas. As you say, you might. How are those rural destinations going to keep up um, that level of attractiveness for remote workers? Now people have more choice. Mm-hmm. They need to uplift their quality of life conversation, but also their cultural conversation. People will want culture as well as open space. So, how, how do you tell both of those stories? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. Is there any? certain speaker or session that you're you're particularly excited about uh, i mean yeah I'm, I'm excited about it all uh, i'm really pleased that we've got the mayor of um <laughs> I've got the, might have to say that one again greenville it is isn't it um that we have the mayor of greenville um because you know that is a city that has risen up all of those rankings um of places where people want to visit people uh, want to work, people want to live. Um, And that was happening before the pandemic. And it was created around um, a reimagining of their city centre. So there was a strong placemaking approach. The mayor has an architectural urban planning background. Um, And so it's going to be really interesting to hear from him how he thinks that has made the city more resilient over the past year to 18 months Um, and, and obviously their ambitions for the future. And I'm also really pleased that we've got the mayor of Austin, um, and, and, you know, and everyone knows the story of Austin and South by Southwest and how Austin is, is growing and is attracting more and more businesses, particularly in the tech sector, which is, seems to be what everybody wants to attract. Um, but how do you manage that growth um, and how do you manage that growth in a way that maintains quality of life? So I'm, I'm really pleased we have both of those. It's great to have the place leaders and the policymakers in place. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other really interesting, you know, we've talked about what are the long term changes and what impact they're going to have not only on economic economic development, but also on tourism, how you balance local, regional, and perhaps international visitor attraction. But I think the conversation around the role of the DMO, the Destination Marketing Organization, and the role of the Economic Development Organization, how those have changed over the last year, 18 months, and how a lot of those changes are going to stay um, and you know a new way of working and a new way of collaborating together. So, what are they going to keep? What are they? Um, how are they restructuring their organisations to adapt to a changed 
role and a change reality. I'm really key as well how they're going to change their KPIs. If you're if you're acting in a different way, then you need to be measured in a different way. If you're viewing your place brand in a different way, then the KPIs need to change. So I think those will be really interesting conversations as well. Yeah, yeah. I think breaking down those silos and you know how communities brand and market themselves. I mean, before it was so they're going in ten different directions, but they're they're all at the end of the day promoting the same place. I think that's. Mm-hmm huge. And, and I think you guys, your conference, I remember that was a big topic in the Los Angeles. You know, there was a lot of good examples of how restructuring and things like that. But then with the Austin mayor, I think you mentioned about managing growth to me, you know, so we have an office in Dallas, Texas, where there's a ton of growth, that whole Metroplex, all of Texas. I mean, there's, there's a ton of growth. And I think so many communities think about branding from just how do we attract more visitors? How do we attract, you know, more jobs? Well, what if those jobs and visitors are already coming? I think branding is just as important in those cases because you have to manage that growth and not let that growth, you know, drive you and, and define who you are. And so we spend a lot of time talking with our clients of, you know, using the brand as like a decision lens to make decisions and, um, you know, really control that growth. And I do think, you know, Austin has had a lot of amazing things. They've also had a lot of unique challenges because they're, you know, they're this interesting city in Texas and they're very different than a lot of Texas. So they have this very unique identity, but yeah, they've grown so much that their identity has changed, but they've still made stayed true to Austin. So I, I'm super excited about that session as well. I think you're right. And I, you know, again, I agree with you. That's what I would mean by a place brand. And you know, we see examples around the world of of where the place brand means what are our values and how do we use those values and that brand as as the kind of anchor of our decision making around policies and around strategy so um you know we have a podcast series as well uh, which we've just launched and in our first episode um we have uh daniel from costa rica chatting to rebecca smith from new zealand and um the New Zealand story is a place brand which is absolutely values focused and they have them all set out and every policy decision, they go back to that list of values and see whether it works with them. And as you say, I think that then helps you manage growth, helps you, we talk about onboarding businesses, uh, you know, from an economic development perspective, but you've got to onboard citizens as well. People move into your community, you want those new communities to gel. And if you can do that around these are the values of our place, then that's going to give you that advantage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the work that you guys are doing. I'm super excited about the virtual conference and definitely can't wait for the next in-person one. We'll definitely be there. Uh, Do you mind just kind of, before we go, kind of recap where people can find City Nation Place and register? I would be more than delighted. So uh, yeah, please come to www.citynationplace.com forward slash Americas. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at City Nation Place um, to see the post, but you'll see the full agenda there and all the speakers. And um, as it's a virtual conference, it's very cost effective, um, especially if you want to book a team. Um, we've got a lot of places booking teams of 10 so they can attend together with their counterparts from the DMO or the EDO or the Chamber of Commerce, etc. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Claire, I appreciate your time and I uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Eyes on the Street, a Civic Brand podcast. For more information on Civic Brand, please visit civicbrand.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.